of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Live from the studios of News Talk 1480 WHBC, it's Kenny and JT. We changed this guy's theme music. Yeah, where's the Tim Allen theme music? Full time. Where's home time? Home improvement. Come on. Yeah. It's because we got the voice of the Cavaliers, Tim Allen, coming up with us next year on WHBC. Yeah. There you go. He used to be. He used to be. Tim uh, Tom Tootsie. Hanks? Yeah, Tootsie Alpha. No, it's not Tom Hanks. No, it's not oh, Tom okay. Hanks. It's Colonel Parker okay. from Elvis, okay. uh, Elvis's movie. Yeah. Confused. So, I, everybody's confused. So let's bring in the radio voice right now of your Cleveland Cavaliers. Tim Alcorn Timmy! is his name. What's up, Timmy? How are you, buddy? Well, it's always good to see half of you, Wilson. I can say that. <laughs> uh, thanks for making time for us. Uh, we're three games into the regular season. Hallelujah. We've got the Cavs to talk about, uh, so we don't have to spend four full hours talking about the Browns. And you know what? Uh, through three games, considering the circumstances, Timmy, with no Darius Garland, not a bad start for this team and Donovan Mitchell, right? Oh, a terrific start and an unbelievable start for Donovan Mitchell. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you you lose Darius Garland a little over a quarter into the first game of the season, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, this could really go downhill. And even though they lost that game in Toronto, they were there. Uh, in fact, they had a late lead until the Raptors won it. Okay, so you lose to Toronto. You go to Chicago, and after the Bulls jump out to a 10-2 to lead, you're thinking, okay, this could be a long night. And then they just demolished Chicago, an unbelievable effort by Donovan Mitchell and the rest of the guys. And now you're on a back-to-back coming home to a Washington team that had really gotten off to a good start, 2-0, and and uh, you blow the late lead. And Mitchell, again, just has an incredible performance, uh, steps up in overtime after two late turnovers in regulation, really, really got to him. And I'll tell you what, uh, he put it behind him pretty quick, though, and uh, so you're two and one, and now you've had a couple of days off. Get ready for an Orlando team that's zero and four tomorrow night. So uh, things are looking up. There's no doubt. Timmy, when this team gets truly healthy, we pretty much know what most of the rotation is going to be. But like in other sports, it usually takes a couple of games. How long do you think it's going to take Cavaliers to really get up and running this season? Well, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> And I say that with a chuckle because mm-hmm. I asked JB that question uh, when we were on the road uh, up in Toronto the day after the Raptor game. I said, you know, you got these new guys and, and obviously a, an elite player in Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. What do you think? And it was interesting. JB talked about when he was in Minnesota and they had Garnett and they had Spreewell and Sam Cassell and it took them a while to get going. And he even referenced Miami when, LeBron went there with Bosch and Wade, and they were a 500 basketball team until mid-December. So uh, it doesn't happen overnight. But, boy, Donovan Mitchell is one of those guys with such a high basketball IQ that he's blending right in. And now when DG comes back, whether that's tomorrow or later this week, it remains to be seen. But 
that's going to be a lethal backcourt, and they're going to play so incredibly well together. But uh, I don't think things will really start clicking maybe another month or so. You still have to take some time to get these guys to get together. Tim, I don't know if it's an extension of watching the games last season. Maybe the Browns aren't any good. Maybe it's we're still excited because the Guardians played so well down the stretch. Watching these Cavaliers three games only seems like every game's like a playoff game. Can they continue this pace like this, or is this just me getting excited because our basketball team looks like they're going to be really good? No, they are going to be really good, JT. And, and JB talks about the fact that they need to play Cavalier basketball every single solitary night, and that means high energy, high intensity, uh, especially on the defensive end. JB will always start on the defensive end, and I think that ignites them on the offensive end. So it's a carryover from last year. They saw what that type of basketball did for them last season when they doubled their win total. So they've taken that attitude. They've taken that, you know, bulldog mentality, and now they've just carried it into this season. As you said, it's still early, but it looks very much like the style of play that we saw last year from the Cavs. No, I was uh, you know teasing these guys earlier in a, in a bad way about a bad situation with an athlete, the Darius Garland situation. Okay, Tim, I you know I'm hearing it could be another three or four games before he returns because that injury that he suffered in the the game against Toronto uh, was a laceration on the inside of his eyelid near his nose, and it it was swollen shut. Have you guys seen at all Darius Garland without the sunglasses on? Have you gotten a look at how bad that injury is, or have they protected that from everybody? I have not seen him as far as what the eye actually looks up, looks like without the sunglasses. Uh, but everything that JB and the staff and teammates had to say was this was one ugly-looking eye. Now, the good news is there wasn't any structural damage, nothing like a scratched cornea or anything okay. like that. They just have to wait for that swelling to go down. Uh, they literally can manually, physically with their fingers, open the eye up and he sees just fine, but then oh. they close it in the swelling. So they've got to wait for that swelling to go down. So in essence, uh, he's very, very fortunate that it, it could have been worse. Uh, the, the good news is nothing structural. Just once right. that swelling goes down and it's going to take a while, he'll be ready to go. That's what I mean. I, it, I mean, I know they're optimistic and, and they want to get him back as soon as possible, but hopefully they're smart and there's no rush. I mean, you don't win a championship in the month of October uh, or even early November, right? So if he needs to sit out seven, ten games to make sure this is right and then wear goggles to protect it the rest of the season, uh, then they've got to do that because he means so much to this team. And I understand that it, it cuts down the uh, opportunity of getting he and Mitchell together on the backcourt, but they'll figure that out, won't they, eventually? Oh, there's no doubt. They they both have such high basketball IQ. Uh, their acumen for the game yeah. is just incredible. So you're exactly right, Kenny. They're going to wait until it is 100% cleared by every medical professional and by Darius himself to say, I'm ready to go. He's ready to go before they put him back out on the floor. Uh, they are not going to risk anything. Uh, they will take the abundance of caution to make sure that he's ready and once DG and Donovan get together, uh, it'll it'll come together rather quickly. Uh, they're both all-star players. They will figure it out. And to just 
go off of that a little bit. How about the play of Mitchell at the point? Keep in mind, this wasn't something that he had prepared for right. in training camp and preseason. And all of a sudden, you're a quarter in, and JB says, all right, Donovan, you got to slide over one position and now run the offense. So uh, just an incredible job by Mitchell. So he'll handle things until GG gets back. I was talking to an ophthalmologist over the weekend who told me that these are very common injuries. And it's one of the reasons why, Kenny, and you'll understand this, that a lot of NBA players are not offered the ability to have LASIK surgery because they have so many eye injuries, mm. and this is one of them, that, that keeps you away from that. Now, whether or not he goes to the goggles after this, we'll have to find out You know, once he gets healthy. But it's amazing to me, when you look at this team without Darius Garland, Tim Alcorn, Cavaliers leading the league in three-point shot percentage at 44.3. Is this who they want to be? Well, they certainly have wanted to improve their three-ball shooting. Uh, that goes back to last year. And uh, Jetty Osmond has gotten off to a great start as far as knocking down threes. Uh, Kevin Love coming off the bench. He's picked up right where he left off last year. I talked about Donovan Mitchell and his basketball IQ and shifting to that point guard spot. And, yes, he's been he's been scoring points. He's been a volume scorer. But he's one of those guys that knows where other guys want the ball and where they want to shoot from. And so as he's been running the point, he's been able to do that. So uh, it's a ball club that certainly doesn't have that tall ball personality that they had last year. They're going to have to knock down some outside shots. So, Mitchell, Osmond, Lavert has knocked down some threes, and uh, that percentage has gone up, and that's a good thing. Again, when you get Darius Garland back, think of what the pressure is going to be on the defense. That's going to be pick your poison. Tim, what about Evan Mobley, and is he still being bothered from that ankle injury? Because he, at times he'll look good, but he, to me, he just doesn't look right yet, and, and the numbers kind of indicate that. And you would think with Garland out, maybe he would have a bigger role in the offense and be putting up bigger numbers. Do you think he's still t- you know, getting over that ankle injury that kept him out for a while? No, I, I think he's healthy. I think he's fine. I, I think the issue with Evan early, and again, we're only three games right. into this season, but uh, I think the issue is they are asking more of Evan offensively and so I think he's trying to get comfortable with other things they want him to do at that end of the floor and so he's processing that he's working through that and you can see at times he just hasn't been comfortable but uh, it's something that he needs to do uh, to increase his level of play which he will he's he will become an elite player in this league so I think right now it's just a comfort level as far as some of the things they're asking him to do and and Kenny, to your point earlier, or maybe it was JT, as far as when this team is going to hit their stride. Mm-hmm. So he's getting used to playing with Donovan. Uh, it's not that tall ball lineup, so he's got Levert out there with him rather than a Lowry market in. And now he's being asked to do a few more things. Things I think all that blended together uh, has just put put him in a, a, a situation of uncertainty early on, but he'll be fine. Yeah, I look at Evan Mobley. He's almost a tweener, Kenny, until they figure out how to drop the ball off when you get it down in the post like that because uh, Jared Allen is playing lights out right yeah, now. And it's is. amazing because, you know, he understands the position. And when you look at an Evan Mobley, he almost is in between positions. Am I right, Tim? Oh, I, I would agree with that. And, again, it's a different-looking Cavs team as far as what they're putting on the floor with Evan. Uh, last year, Lowry Marketing was the 
the third front court guy. And so Evan had a little bit of a different role. And, and as you said, JT, you make a great point. Uh, Jared Allen also is a huge part of that offense. So you're trying to get used to playing with a new guy and with Jared back. Keep in mind, Evan played the last 17 games of the season last year without Jared on the floor. So they've got to get acclimated to one another again. So it's going to take time again, but so far so good at two and one. If, if you're still figuring some things out in your two and one, three games into the season, that's positive. And JT, I agree with you about Jared Allen lost in the fact that Donovan had the monster game Sunday with the 37 points was Jared's double, double 15 and 14. And that huge dunk that really put the exclamation point on the win. And how about those two blocks too, with the rim in overtime? I mean, he did it all. And that's great to see from Jared Allen. And they need that with uh, the smaller backcourt. They need those uh, longer um, athletic defensive players at the four and five to make up for the smaller backcourt. Don't they, Tim? Absolutely. Uh, And that's why you can go with a Garland when he comes back and Donovan Mitchell uh, in that backcourt, because if they get by those two, uh, you've got Jared Allen waiting there. And as you said, he has had some huge blocks this year, not only on the guys that he's defending, but on wing players that have gone to the bucket. So Jared Allen, along with Evan Mobley, Evan's had some blocks this year as well. Uh, And as much as you look at Evan's game offensively and you can see he's trying to process some things. His defensive play has not regressed one iota. He's an outstanding defender. So when you've got those two big guys back there in the block, it definitely protects your guards. Come on, Kenny, it's only three games in. Can I get personal with the guy here for a second? What? Tim, I got to see Curtis Danberg over the weekend. He came down to an Ohio State game, believe it or not. Go ahead. Curtis Danberg, uh, Vice President of Communications with the Cleveland Guardians. Not only did he go to a Buckeyes football game, he also went and saw Les Mis uh, downtown. <laughs> so, I mean, is is it – I know you're in the basketball season now, but, I mean, there's some plays going on up in, in, in Cleveland. You're going to be in New York here soon. I mean, what gives? You know, it's funny. I was looking at the Broadway schedule for Saturday night. I don't have a calendar here in front of me, but the Saturday night before we play the Knicks on Sunday. So I might be, I might be heading to Times Square and uh, getting in a play. You know, we keep trying to give you guys some culture there at WHBC. You know, I know you're the best pick and roll combo in (laughs) Canton, but you got to get to the theater once in a while. I got a show for you next time you're in New York. You ready? Sure. MJ, Michael Jackson, you got to go see it. Phenomenal. I've heard it's phenomenal. Yep. Yeah, well, there you go. There's a little tip from uh, JT on MJ That's for right. TA right here on the Kenny and JT show uh, for uh, the trip to uh, moonwalking all over the uh, place, this Alcorn. <laughs> <laughs> He'll moonwalk his way to the Joe Tate perch at we'll Rocket start, Mortgage hey, Fieldhouse. You see that show Timothy, one time? I don't know what a moonwalk is. <laughs> you just better plant your butt in the perch and stay there. You'll be calling games with one glove before we know it. Oh, geez. Uh, Tim well, Alcorn no. is our guest here on the Kenny and JT show. You'll hear him all season long right here on WHBC. Don't work for me, JT. Uh, <laughs> Just one. Just one, yeah. On. It's cheaper. That way you only right. have to buy one of them, uh, Tim. Uh, hey, Dean Wade. What can his role be on the team this year? They're still trying to figure out who their small forward is. And right now it's Karis LeVert. I don't think it's Isaac Okoro. I think like Jetty Osman, he's a well, bench player. And is he 100% healthy, though, too, though, Tim? So which question am I Well, is, is Dean Wade 100% is my question. Oh, yes. 
yeah, okay. Dean Wade is fine. And again, he's another guy. Uh, he earned that three-year contract extension he just signed a couple of weeks ago. He has worked so hard, and whenever he is called upon, he responds. Uh, I think Dean Wade is a huge part of this team's success moving forward because he's just another guy coming off that bench uh, that can knock down shots. And you think about the depth of this Cavalier basketball team, and Dean Wade certainly adds to that. So uh, I think Dean Wade, and he's a guy that I mentioned, Donovan Mitchell will find you in your spot when Ricky Rubio comes back. Uh, He's amazing at that. He will find you in your spot. So you wonder why Jetty Osmond and Dean Wade and those type of guys have success because they can get themselves to a, a spot-and-shoot situation where usually a, a Donovan or a DG or a Rubio, when he comes back, will find them. So I think Dean Wade is going to be a huge part of this team's future and their success this year. All right, in about 50 seconds or less, what is the latest on Ricky Rubio? Where are we? Have you guys gotten any update on when he might return? He's working out. I mean, he's okay. down at Cleveland Clinic Courts, and he's getting his work in. Uh, did a couple of drills today. So, But, again, they are going to use an abundance of caution. Uh, Ricky Rubio's not around uh, for these games in October, November, maybe even December. Okay. Uh, the early projections were after the first of the year. He's here for the stretch run and for what hopefully will be a playoff run. And, boy, what another dimension he will add to this team when he comes back. But, uh, abundance of caution with Ricky, and he will know, and they will know when he's ready to go. Next up for the Cavaliers, Wednesday night at home against Paolo Bonchero, the number one overall pick, and the Orlando Magic. Darius Garland, I'm not expecting him uh, to play uh, on Wednesday night. That's fine. No rush. Don't bring him back. But if he does play, you'll hear our guest, Tim Alcorn, calling the action here on WHBC uh, Wednesday night and all season long here on uh, the home of the Cavs in Stark County, uh, News Talk 1480 WHBC. Tim, thanks for the time. We always appreciate it. Uh, have fun with the game on Wednesday night and the rest of this season. Always fun to be with the best pick-and-roll combo in Canton. Always a good time, guys. Uh, Stockton and Malone have nothing on us, baby. Nothing at all, according to Tim Alcorn. There he is, the voice of your Cleveland Cavaliers. This is the radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Tim Elkhorn, and you're listening to a couple of guys who think they know what they're talking about, but really have no clue. Kenny and JT on News Talk 1480 WHBC. <laughs> 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 <laughs>